Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. What's up, guys? Hey, Byron Rogers here and Yosef, uh, Yosef Badu of Emergence. And um, really, I was invited to one of your seminars a while back, um, and I I really fell in love with what you were teaching, man. Uh, you know, I especially coming from a military, like shock troop kind of background, um, which, you know, cause you're a Marine as well. Uh, for me, you know, like, and, and really kind of fusing that with executive protection, I had to go through like all these different phases of really, uh, kind of adjusting from being a warrior yes. to being like a consummate gentleman and a guardian, you know? And, um, I think, for me, that was kind of like the biggest like friction point of like getting into my career. Um, now here people are hopping on. Uh, once everyone hops on, I'll have you into. We'll really yeah, do the yeah, introduction, we'll, we'll but do it, yeah. um, give them some time to get on. Yeah, give everyone some time to get on there and say what's up to some folks. I'm pulling you guys up back here so we can see everything. I wonder what'll happen. Oh, when cool. All right, I gotta go get up on this. You gotta use that, man. Use that energy. That's still it, catapult, yeah. You know, that's I'm, I'm that guy. You know, everyone sees the comfortable me up there. Yeah. If you ask me, I tell you my secret is, you know, I feel like throwing up every time. The yeah. First five minutes when I'm staring at the crowd, going, "Oh, jeez, what the hell am I doing?" Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, you get stuck in that cycle. You're like, they're all going to know. They're all going to find out. <laughs> and I'm scared of that. Yeah. And my big thing is just start talking. Yeah. I don't know. I've been doing it over a decade now, now and it still happens. Yeah. And what I've learned is just power through it, mm-hmm. you know, and just start talking. Yeah. And it might come out a little funny for the first couple of minutes, but by the end of the day, you, you hit stride yeah. and you get in the zone. And you're in the zone. That's awesome because you were totally like... I mean, boom, you're killing it. And I was just like, this is awesome. Um, You know, so. Glad I looked good. (laughs) No, you did, man. You were murdering. I was like, and this is like one of the smartest Marines I've sat on. No, man, but like, I I, I love it, man. Representing for us, man. So, um, I think folks are hopping on here. We got about four more minutes to kind of mess around. But, um, no, I mean, just kind of still on that topic. Like, for me, that transition from, you know, grunt infantry into private sector there are a number of different friction points you know like going from being like a combatant to being like in a service related industry and being like you know you're taking orders from silly villains now (laughs) you know like you're you're uh you know maybe one of the most important things you do is put the stroller in right (laughs) and you put the put the car seat in right you know so 
Um, and then also learning that my tools for the warfare that I'm now involved in, that's just what I just like to call it. I'm a warrior, everything warfare, you know, um, but they're different. Yeah. You know, it's so different. Um, and how can I translate those tools from, you know, what I was doing in the military to now to be effective? Because, I mean, the goal is to be effective in whatever battle we're fighting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I found to be so, like, awesome about what you're doing. Because it's something that I've been doing in my mind mm-hmm. and kind of carrying over, you know, a lot of the skills that kept me alive in, con- in country. You know, and everyone's like, oh, you're hyper hyper vigilant. No, you're, you know, trying to tell me I'm broken. I'm like, guys, like, I think this stuff makes me more functional. (laughs) You know. And knowing what to look for, yeah. Especially, I I, I dealt with the same thing. Luckily, I I transitioned into a contractor uh, working on base. So uh, they literally did my hail and mail on a Friday. And I came back Monday with a polo shirt on with like a beard out to here. I grew over the weekend. Heck yeah. yeah but so I, I did have that buffer for me. So it wasn't yeah. as bad. But getting into business over the past year of doing what I have been doing, mm-hmm. I've definitely learned because you're also visiting and touching other communities. So not mm-hmm. only the, the high speed executive protection side and the military and law enforcement, that's going good to go. That's my tribe. I can talk yeah. to those people. But it's like, I remember the first time I got picked to go to a church. Yeah. That's happening more and more now. Yeah. It's blowing up. And big infantry run yeah. <laughs> yeah. but cussing every other word. Yeah. Now I'm in front of 70 people, church going good people. Good pe- salt of the earth people. <laughs> dropping F bombs. <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. So I'm always in front of war fighters, but yeah. I'm in front of a church. It's like, wow, you gotta you gotta change It's a whole different demographic. Not only the messaging, not only the, 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 the verbiage of how I'm using it, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about slaying bodies or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Also the, the message on it, you know, uh, coming from the military, where mm-hmm. you know, we have a bias for action, we right. get up there and do stuff. Default like, aggressive. Default aggressive. <laughs> violence of action. Violence of action. So I've been pushing that stuff for over a decade, yeah. and it's like, can you really, I mean, there are, for example, law enforcement. Yeah, is there a place for violence of action in law enforcement? Hell yeah, there mm-hmm. is, of course. Yeah. You know, establishing a situation, but... I can't lead off with like I'm turning into a bunch of hunter killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kill them by the stage. Yeah, yeah. get them. What would happen if I did that in the EP community? Oh no, it's the same thing. Like, this guy, this is not it. I mean, I was talking to a buddy on the way here, and he's working for one of the you know huge companies up in uh, Silicon Valley, and he's just like, yeah, we can't use this vendor because you know the vendor has like. Uh, combative name to his private security company, yeah, so like yeah. Gunslinger or something right there. like you're you know, you're, you're, like you just got none, you anything know. like that. You know, that's why I named my company Bravo Research Group. What is that? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, what is that? You know that, and I thought that apparently that was a good move. You know, because the world's changing in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, you got to really look at you know who you're trying to target. That's another thing yeah. I've been dealing with is you know. The old message is targeting the hardcore person, you know, yeah. hold them by the nose and kick them in the ass. Kind yeah. of thing. But it's like, that's not what most people are, are, are about, or, or that's not how you have to approach. Yeah. The concepts still stay, stay the same, yeah. whether it's military or civilian. You know, I want them to learn these concepts, but how you present it, you know, it's well, different. I, yeah, I spent about a year figuring that out. Yeah. I present this in an impactful manner, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to scare anyone or give someone something that they don't need to be using. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to tell a normal person to go out there and capture people, you know. Yeah. No, that's being responsible with your, with your stuff yeah. and evolving, you know, with the game. And I, and I, 
I quake for the good guys I know in the industry that won't evolve with the times, you know, and I honor, you know, where we come from in those older times too, man. It does break my heart though. When I see like, uh, vets and good dudes lose in more, uh, corporate environments because they're not able to yes. set down the glory days and going ahead yes. and get yes. into like now, hundred <laughs> percent. You know what I mean? Like, 100%, you know, and it's, and that's, and that's why kind of my bend is social dynamics, like the social dynamics of executive protection, the book I'm writing, like all that stuff is cause I've seen high speed guys. I've seen guys with more that are more qualified than me. I've seen guys uh, that can protect better than me just quite frankly lose because uh, their ability to adapt to their social environment, all the interpersonal relationships that the social ecosystem they've been dropped into is just too predatorial for them and they don't realize it, you know. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, uh, you can tell that story how many times I, I try to tell the people that I'm around, mm-hmm. you know, for example, I remember working with one guy and he got put on um, with me on a couple projects and this guy's background was just amazing, like stellar, you know, uh, Leonidas. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I won't go into his background, but very legit. Yeah. uh, This guy was a meat eater. Yeah. Yeah. And he got put into a position to where we were working on projects and that's great on the battlefield. Yeah. And this guy was a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. He did not fit. He ended up, you know, launching. Good dude. He yeah. Was, he was even a good guy, but he was so hardcore. It's so like, hardcore. dude, we're not, we're not doing that here, man. We're not, you know. That's and, another world. Yeah. And it actually becomes counterproductive for the organization that they're dropped into. It actually come, becomes like like corrosive, you know, inside that organization. And then it's like, it like ups the stress level. And then like, yeah, that just adds more friction altogether. And so it's, I mean, you know, flexibility is strength, man. So there's a and little, when you do see the guys that do make that transition. Yeah. Talking about being flexible, being a strength. Yeah. And you go, you know what? I'm not in the ground. I'm not in the yeah. I need to adapt. I need to adapt. Those guys are rock stars. They Those kill it. Still, yeah. They have what I, I want to make a podcast about this, but they have what I call the quiet storm. Yeah, you know I mean, because it's in there, mm-hmm. you know, it's in there, but they're the most humble, down to earth. They understand their power, you know, and, you know, they're, they're the guys that have that quiet storm. If they need to flip switches, they can, you know, but it's the most appropriate switch. And that's what, that's where the longevity comes from. I think, you know, it's like. Just don't be what you don't need to be when you don't need to be it, man. <laughs> you know, you know. Good way to wrap it up. Man. Yeah, yeah. So we're, um, just ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Byron Rogers. This is Executive Protection Lifestyle, and we're doing a live podcast taping. Me and Yosef Badu here of Emergence. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and run through some content, and then afterwards, if you guys want, hop on, ask some questions, and. Um, and get after it. Uh, but you know, without any further ado, Yosef, he's a gentleman. He's an instructor that I, uh, <laughs> this instructor thing's awesome because <laughs> I'm the same way. Um, I'll let him, I'll let him speak for himself <laughs> in a second here and fix everything that I messed up. But my experience was we went on ahead and we had a, a course on pre-threat indicators and predicting people. Um, and, uh, you know, after 10 years in the executive protection industry, this is like, this is what we do. You know, I'm still relatively young in the, in the industry. I'm not saying that for you guys to think I'm like in the game, like, but, um, you know, with that little bit of experience, it's like, man, this is all I do all day. Not all, but like, this is when I'm actually on a detail and I'm moving, 
that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm looking at proxemics. I'm looking at body language. I'm reading people. I'm trying to look like I'm not reading people. I'm reading people, you know, like, and this is like what we're doing around the field all the time. So, um, I found it to be extremely, extremely valuable and I'm honored that you take a few, you know, take some of your time to hang out and, you know, kick it with another jarhead, man. So yeah, introduce yourself. Let them know all the things. I know you're doing a lot of stuff right now. So, you know, let them know what you're into, bro. All right. Um, yeah, like I said, my name is Yusuf Badu. So you've probably seen me around in a couple of your uh, areas, especially if you've been in California. I've been in California pretty hard. Yeah. Southwest, anyway. Byron was uh, um, awesome enough to invite me on this podcast, and I, and I jumped at the chance because these kind of venues are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times when I teach people, you know, it's, it's pretty intense and pretty dynamic. So I go, hey, any questions? And everyone's, you know, blank, you know. <laughs> It's different type of information. Exactly. Man, you know? So I, I love questions. I love jamming it up. So putting it into a format, uh, Facebook Live or the podcast, where yeah. we, can, we can handle those uh, is great. Um, a little bit about my background. If, uh, if you haven't been on my uh, page or ever seen me, uh, I spent 10 years as a Marine, uh, a little over 10 years as a Marine. Uh, did a bunch of tours over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am originally from Kuwait. People are probably wondering about my name. You know? <laughs> I like to start off my yeah. my courses with like, yes, I am an Arab, but okay. <laughs> it's okay. okay through this. He's good. Be okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I spent 10 years in the infantry, did a lot of tours over there to Iraq. I do speak Arabic if you're wondering. So y'all can do the math on that. I am speaking infantryman in Iraq. Yeah, yeah man. He knows more than face off. Yeah. You know more than the just like yeah. you know the the commands. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, not even cuss word. Yeah, exactly. Zen, muy zen. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up in Kuwait. Uh, moved to America about summer of 1998. So went into the Marine Corps from there. And then funny story. I actually got out in 2006. I don't think I told you this, but. Huh. Uh, Got out in 2006 after all my tours, moved up to Huntington Beach, which is where I'm working for Ford, and uh, my wife calls me one day freaking out because she got something in the mail. Oh, no. Mail. Did you get it? You actually... So this is about a year and a half later. Okay. She's freaking out. I'm trying to calm her down. And I'm like, hey, it's just a mustard sheet. You know, if you don't know a mustard sheet, when you get out, they send it to you like once a year to put your name on an address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they can find you. Yeah, they can find you. <laughs> yeah. So she got, that's what she had. And I'm trying to calm her down. She's like, mm-hmm. okay. We have a laugh over it. And I'm like, it's just a mustard sheet. She's like, oh man, I feel stupid. I mean, this woman was with me for three tours, three pretty heavy calls. She's been through it. She's been through the ringer. Earned her keep. Yeah. So yeah. she was worried that whatever. And we have a laugh over it, you know. Fast forward like three months later. Yeah. I'm at work and she calls me. There's something in the mail. The breaker said something. She's freaking out. I'm like, you know, babe, chill out. It's a mustard sheet. It's mustard. Oh, no. And she's telling me, no, it's different. It's bigger. You know, I'm trying to calm her down. And she, you know, it's like, I don't know, can I cuss on here? I don't know. Eh. No, but she's, <laughs> she's like, there's an effing plane ticket in it. <laughs> no. There's actually a oh, plane ticket. what? And I told my boss, I'm like, oh, Greg, I got to go home. Rick would just send me a ticket. So sure enough, there was a stuck of FedEx in my door. Involuntary recall. Staring yeah. you right in the eyes. The package yeah, we yeah, all... Oh, man. back to uh, Mobilization Command in Missouri and Flight Missouri and all this Jeez. So, yeah. That's real. Yeah. It was funny. We got there and uh, it was like three. We were the second class, I think. And it was 300 of us and they were all brunch. Yeah. All brunch for my generation. We all did three tours. Okay. A whole bunch of grunts getting recalled. Salty. Salty. Salt. And, and uh, the guys there, the Marines there, you know, God bless them, they had a 
tough job to do. Yeah. They all thought we were going to get there and just freak out. It was like an abandoned Air Force base in the middle of Like in the middle of nowhere. Like, the the <laughs> like, they can burn the base down. Like, it'll be okay. <laughs> and uh, they thought we were a bunch of you know, pissed off grunts who were going to freak out. And yeah. like, we got there and everyone's like, yeah, no, we're good. I'll go on to the deployment. Like, I hate civilian life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's hilarious. <laughs> like, we get to get out of here? <laughs> that's awesome. I need the money. I'll do another deployment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. That's a wild dynamic, man. I hadn't even thinking about that. So anyway, that, that led to me getting, instead of going on the fourth deployment, I got picked up for a small program called Combat Hunter. Some of you yeah. probably heard of it. Some of you haven't. But it's a, a small program. Uh, pretty much uh, teaches what we're going to go into today. Uh, with the behavior profiling, the situational awareness. It was a program developed uh, back in about 2000, uh, because of the incident 2004-2005 with the Juba Sniper. Mm-hmm. If you've ever heard of him, you've been to the class, so definitely heard of him. But we had someone out there that was slinking off in the civilian population, so we needed a tool to be able to analyze and profile you know, behavior, not based off indicators like a uniform. Because our, our enemy wasn't wearing a uniform. No. They'd take single well aimed shots and slink off into the civilian population. So we needed to raise the efficiency of that combat marine on the ground and also raise their survivability. Well, how the hell do you do that? Well, General Mattis at the time, who was the CG, said, you know, screw that. You know, Marines are not hunted, we're the right. hunters. Uh, so we started this program to start learning everything and anything you could about situational awareness. Heck yeah observing behavior and observing situations around you and, and, and making better decisions. So yeah. Not only observing danger beforehand, yeah. left of bang, right. but also getting that the, that better information and making speedier, better decisions. Heck yeah. So that's where I always saw the disconnect with my training is like, I train the heck out of someone how to be that, that observer, that profiler, but when it comes down to that, that dynamic um, situation happens, that's where I see the biggest gap is from observing, everybody observes the anomalies and whatnot, but to actually act and do something uh, intelligent or yeah, yeah. appropriate uh, for the situation, that's where I have the biggest disconnect. So, that's where so you, so you went Marine Corps, and then did you do anything in between the Marine Corps? Well, so you're still Marine Corps combat hunter? No, so uh, yeah, so I, I sort of left it off there. So I spent. Oh, Total 10 years at Combat Hunter training Marines. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I yeah, spent five years as a Marine, half the time as a Marine, and the rest of it as a contractor. There were so few of us certified to teach it. Yeah. Come Friday or come, you know, at the end of my term, I was going to leave and get out of the Marine Corps. And they said, hey, you want a job? And, like, I did my hail and bail on Friday. We drank beer, got a plaque, and I heck came yeah. back to the exact same place on Monday with a polo shirt on. As a civilian. As a civilian. Okay. over the weekend. Lot, like, Heck yeah, uh, just because you can. Just because I could. Right? The cami shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So I did that. Um, total 10 years at the program. Trained over yeah. four or 5,000 Marines. Not only Marines, it was obviously mainly Marines, but we had every other service, Air Force, uh, Heck yeah. letter agencies, uh, Border Patrol, Law Enforcement. Heck yeah. So I stopped counting at like four or 5,000. Yeah. So, um, so I did that. And that brings us up to about last year where I decided to. I've been there 10 years and there was just, I'd done everything on the program. I loved it. I love training Marines, but with the world in the state of flux the way it is now, yeah. I'm like, man, more people need this. Yeah. Uh, we're Heck only, yeah. you know, at the low end, we're only running six courses a year, mm-hmm. not getting a lot of throughput. I'm like, no, this needs to be out there, way out there with the active shooter situation. Yeah. And, you know, people are scared. So mm-hmm. I can come in and give you a message or give you a piece of content that, that 
takes that fear down yeah. and, and builds up confidence, that's a good day in my opinion. Yeah. For the EP community, law yeah. enforcement, military, mom and pop, mm-hmm. I'm here to make people more aware. Heck yeah. Everyone should have this. Yeah, 100%. It's like, because then you can make better decisions just all the way around. Uh, I mean, with executive protection, like, we all know situational planning is like your first, that's your first move, you know, but situational awareness is like where it's at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's your next line of defense. And then having that intelligent situational awareness and like, you know, taking up good real estate and knowing what to look for on people and knowing how to read people and paying attention to what their limbic system's doing. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that type of trash gives you an edge. And what's information do? It gives you more intellectual options. People get frustrated when they don't have, they go to emotions when they don't have intellectual options, you know? So in terms of the spectrum of tools that we can have as practitioners in the field, um, and the options and the things that can stop us before we get to vapor lock and, and you know, you end up like one of these guys we're seeing on social media, like slugging it out with someone on the sidewalk. <laughs> you know, God, we all make mistakes, you're but you're wrong, man. Yeah, like, you know, we all make mistakes, but you know, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Much love, bro. But you know, um, you know, we can have some more options that can do that left of bang term. It's, it's genius. Yeah. I mean, that's the stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, nah, I, I just, I really respect that. I appreciate that. Talk about left to bang. So, for everybody who doesn't, you know, maybe not have heard of left to bang, it's relatively new uh, term, uh, but that's one of the big tenets of uh, some of the stuff I teach is being left to bang or walking around in a left to bang mindset. So, uh, you're not going to, you know, learn Jedi mind tricks when you get this training, but we build a mindset with it. Yeah. So, the, the content, the information, you know, if you were loading a gun, a bullet would be the information. Okay. Yeah. The gun is the mindset. How do you properly utilize that? It's great to have this information. And left a bang is, is it just says that in an incident timeline mm-hmm. where if you have a bang right there in the middle, bang is your bad incident. That's the one thing you want to avoid. That you're mugging, you're shooting, bombing, ambushing, ambushing, pie in the face pie of your clients. <laughs> with water in yeah. the face. The one Animal thing you blood, want to avoid. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is. And you take that and you think about everything after the fact or right of bang, everything that happens after bang. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your, your bad guy, your criminal might be trying to egress out of the area. There's good guy actions that happen, you know, we might have to call an ambulance or secure the area, so on and so forth. So there's a lot of indicators. There's a lot of things happening after bang. Yeah. And we've trained for a long time to how to respond to those. And, and you need to do that. You know, you, you need to know, understand how to respond for your clientele and whatnot. Uh, and we been doing that for a long time. Well, what about the other side of that coin? Are there pre-event indicators before a client catches a pie in the face? Are, yeah. there, are there pre-event indicators before someone pulls out a gun and act or shoot um, And I'm not just talking about like bulging the, uh, on the side of the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going even farther than that. Yeah. If my, if my point is to get you left of bang, yeah. I want to get you so far left of bang, I want to get you like west of bang. You know? <laughs> yeah, Before yeah. the gun comes into the scene, yeah. I want you to be able to observe behavior and go, out of the crowd of people or a bunch of people are going, okay, of all these people, potentially this person's going to be my problem child. Now yeah. we've, instead of worried about threats everywhere, now we've focused our attention using the content going, okay, I'm going to focus on A, B, and C instead of trying to take in everything. So yeah. Now, left of bang mindset, always looking for those pre-event indicators. And if you can ever find those pre-event indicators, you pull on that thread long enough, what happens? You know, things start to unravel. Mm-hmm. And bang doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. 
as a young Marine, you know, we, we always wanted to get in a fight, man. Yeah, Marine, that's what we're looking for, man. We're, we're looking for a fight. We want to get in a fight and finish that fight. Yeah, proving know. time. Exactly. But, you know, until you get shot at. Yeah. That's where in my older years now, I like to operate in that mindset. Yeah. Look for anything that can disrupt or have bad fall apart in another that's sexy to me. No, that is, that is, that is, that's exactly, I'm right there with you. That's the most sexy when the client doesn't know even anything almost had ever almost yeah. happened, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and then you just have to fight the accountants and, <laughs> and make sure they, they know why you're still there, you know, document it and prove it. But, um, yeah. And that's essentially what we're all about. I mean, that's, that's private security. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the, that's the deal. Are you a part of any, any programs now? Are you doing anything, uh, so after you left that, you know, with the Marine Corps, now you've got your company emergence yes, and you guys are, I mean, what you're doing now is, is, is really bringing these products to the civilian market. Yes. Yeah. Um, I know my Instagram followers are going to be mad. Plug it. Plug it, man. I've been gone for a while. I've yeah. Black Ops all summer. Um, so what I'm trying to do now is I've spent the last year kind of running and gunning. Yeah. Um, teaching classes, mostly here in California, but a couple other locations. And this whole year I've been getting a lot of hits. Like people are, I call it the zombie effect, man. Okay. People that come to the course and like they, they're frothing at them. They're like, I want more of it. Every, yeah. Everyone has to have this, you know? Yeah. And that's great, and it, and it really gets you know those people trained. But I, I got hit up so much throughout the year of people from the UK, people from all from yeah. Europe, and different countries in South America, asking me for training. Like, hey, I want to do this, but yeah. you know, if you're not, if if you don't if you don't have a company with somebody an entity behind you, you know, flying someone out to do these courses is cost prohibitive. You yeah. know? So I'm trying to spend. Uh, I've been spending this part at the end of the summer is. Trying to make as many products and build some more products online, so mm-hmm. you don't have to fly me out. Yeah. I can be right there with you, a smaller chunk, and maybe make it a little bit more uh, specific. So if you are in the EP side, hey, mm-hmm. you know, go to this product. Yeah. Um, and what will hopefully that will lead to uh, by the middle of this year, I'll be putting on actual live coaching. Awesome. So instead, so good. Yeah, I'll get in front of you. No. We can do the content. Yeah, and then also that comes with like a thirty-minute phone call where we can go over Q and A and and even farther down the rabbit hole, like I did um, in Thousand Oaks uh, last month, where yeah. we're actually doing in-person live training in a mall. Awesome. And we spent the entire day reading people just. And you'd get a chunk of instruction. That's so good, man. Yeah. You okay. get a chunk of instruction, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to go find them before you. So I'd yeah. explain the concept. So, for example, I'd explain situation awareness. Hey, okay. hey, this is what it looks like when someone is exhibiting situation awareness. With your phone, discreetly, go find it. Awesome. So they got to walk around the mall and go, you know. The guy who's, because yeah. I mean, just like for me, one of the biggest kind of like target indicators are like pieces of information that can causes me to cue on somebody and I think you mentioned this is your course too is like who else is paying attention man like who else in the room is paying attention who else is in the hard points in the room who else has got his back to the wall and is like what other players are on the board in this room right now you know are we in a room full of silly villains or is there another wolf around here you know another guy that's you know paying attention and the second you start to realize like who else is kind of paying attention and then that like real recognize real thing happens and it's then it's like 
are we enemies today yeah. or are we not? Yeah. You know? And then like, I'll interview them. Like I'll that, and I, I, I'm going to do a podcast on like the art of hello. Oh, I think yeah. it's ultra important. I don't know exactly where it's come from because I haven't done the research yet, but I feel like there's some kind of bio like this thing in Brandon, at least in men where it's like, it's, you know, the dude mm-hmm. and like, you guys recognize each other. And then there's like, you say hello. And it's like, this thing is like, like we mean no harm to yeah. each other, you know. It's like this disarming thing, you know. And so, you know, if I see someone or something, I'll almost always invariably look for that eye contact, give them some gesture of like peace or kind of goodwill, just Head to nod. see what they're all about. The nod's so good. It's a bit ubiquitous. It, 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 and there's actually some side spot. I can't remember yeah. where I read about it. It's been. I got so much crap in my head. Don't, don't call me on any of this. Stuff. <laughs> right. There's someone right now, yeah, like yeah. back there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the trolls are out there. But it was it was cool. It talked about yeah. you know, what exactly what you're saying. So looking at a room, who's making eye contact? Who's yeah. eye contact? Yeah. Um, I, I remember one of the hacks was head nodding. Mm-hmm. You throw a head nod at somebody. Yeah. It's a real easy way to disarm them and a smile. Yeah. Um, as opposed to someone who uh, heard this and the lock eyes with you, you'll make eye contact. Mm-hmm. And say, for example, you give them a head nod. Yeah. And they don't give you the head nod back and yeah. they maintain eye contact. Yeah. You have a problem. Yeah. 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 That's one strike one. Like, yeah, you're not going to get a position on me in that room now. Like, <laughs> and I'm not saying, you know, go over Goldberg, the dude. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah but pay attention. You give him the head nod, he doesn't give him back. They have eye contact and they don't break it after the head nod. Yeah. You got, you got some indicators. Yeah, you know, yeah. Be predatory. Yeah. Exactly. No, I am 100%. And like with what we do, like the social dynamics, it's kind of interesting because like I think it all fuses together for me with the social dynamics of it. You know, I walk into a room with my client, you know, obviously I'm working the room. I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at everyone. Some guys like to wear sunglasses. I actually don't like to wear sunglasses because I can communicate with my eyes so much. Um, I'm, I'm showing kind of goodwill towards people. I'm default respectful to everyone. And essentially what I'm doing is I'm doing everything I can to actually gain as much rapport and give as much respect as possible. So if I do have to say, excuse me, miss or sir, uh, can you take a step to the left or right? I have that kind of like, Hey, this guy's not a, like a douchey security guy who just thinks he's like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So I'm, I'm giving them kind of like paying the toll. Um, and I'm really gaining as much rapport and influence I can as I can as I'm working the room everywhere I go and it's really easy to see who's not giving that back who's not reciprocating it when you're just doing that all the time you know or you know if I'm working a venue and I'm at the door you know which or I'm just working a venue and I'm at a post and I'm looking at people you know and I'm reading everyone that comes up I feel like there's a lot you can get done from the moment you identify someone and they're walking towards you or you're about to make contact. So let's say I'm a security guy. Um, you know, I'm at a post. I'm either doing like <laughs> halls and walls or uh, I am, let's say I'm moving with my client and I'm reading people and I'm looking for behavior. What types of things would you say to the guys out in the field that they should be looking for in terms of just like, I don't know, body language Signs that someone, you know, friend, foe, what types of things should guys be looking for when they're moving with a client? Yeah, so I'm big on being deliberate and lists being deliberate and active, being and being mindful of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. You know, not only understanding behaviors, but what you kind of said when you're walking with a client, you're actively, consciously thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. You know? So checklists are fantastic. Heck yeah. Um, so, you know, for a, a quick example, 
is you're looking for, so step one would be looking for specific threat. And that's the stuff most of us have heard for a long time. Yeah. You're looking near to far, bulges in any clothing, especially the waistline, uh, changes in direction, um, yeah. eye contact, either blocking eye contact or yeah. complete lack thereof. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So no. sometimes it's, it's the presence of something like hard eye contact or yeah. complete lack where socially someone might look at you or whatever. So yeah. They should be aware you're there by now and they're still not looking. Exactly. Things like that nature. So start with the, you know, overt threats. Mm-hmm. Is anybody armed? Is anybody yeah. running? You know, any type of loud noises running, uh, engine revving, things of that nature. Are there any overt, overt threats? Um, okay, I've got no overt threats near far and now we can back off. Do I have any covert threats? You know, mm-hmm. um, Actually, let me, let me reword that. Overt threats is actual threats. Someone holding a knife, someone holding a gun, yeah. someone coming at your client, or whatever. So that's low threat, overt threat. So we've passed that bar, we're good, we have no overt threats. Yeah. Let's move to the next step. And Are there any covert threats? Now we're looking for bulging in the, in the waistline, uh, past fine behavior, people sweating, and yeah. things of that nature. Um, and then uh, from there, if you've so you've done over, you've done covert, and you have a lack of threats, that doesn't mean there's no You're threat good. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no threat there. But now you've identified. Hopefully, you've identified maybe some players in the room, and now you can back off. And now you're just gathering information. Mm-hmm. You've made some assumptions based off your over and covert kind of observations. Mm-hmm. You're like I think, I think, I think, I think. Yeah. And now in the collection phase, kind of where you're standing by, now you're just. Spending more time watching, see if you can pull any more information. Yeah. You were watching a, a certain behavior picked you, uh, kicked you off, and you're like, "Well, what was that? That was weird." Maybe you do a little sustained observation, going, "Oh, that person's doing A, B, and C. Maybe they're hurt, whatever it is." You have yeah. an explanation. So now you can paint them out. Now they're off your you know, target list for yeah. or you're adding people on. So if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so always running through that Let's. kind of list. I don't care what you call it, over, mm-hmm. covert, whatever yeah. it is. But have some type of standardized list. Yeah. There's a uh, a portion in the SEAL training. Uh, I was watching a documentary, and their their dive uh, their dive section. They lose a lot of people, a lot of attrition. Okay. They spend all this time making seals, and then they get to the dive phase, they drop like fifty percent of them. You know. Jeez. So they had a big problem with this. So they brought an expert and whatnot, and they brought an expert in, and his big thing was, you know, obviously paraphrasing, but yeah. you got you got to make a checklist, and you got to do the checklist. Hmm. You cannot deviate. So the one event was, uh, you've probably seen it on TV, where they shark you, they pull your tank off, they, they mess you up, yeah. they punch you in the gut, yeah. and, you know, and it's it's made to simulate like a dark cave or underground. You know, you're rolling on the wave. And that's where they had their biggest problem. They instituted this listing and their attrition or their, their pass rate went up way, like 30, 40%. Awesome. And as long as they used it, and so much so that they adopted it, so much so that the seal catcher, as they're watching someone in the pool, yeah. let's say he goes down, they shark him, he gets the thing back up. And I, I, so I watched this happen. Yeah. The guy doesn't follow the checklist. <laughs> he gets the apparatus back up. He get, comes up and he breaks surface. He goes, hey, I'm, I'm good. You know, that's a signal. Yeah. And they go, you failed. Get out of the pool. And he's like, what, what the hell? Why did I fail? They're like, yeah, you got the, the rig up, but you didn't follow the checklist. Ah, so now it's that important. Yeah, because if, so if you your do checklist. it in a cave at dark under a boat, yeah. and you're going to be as calm. You need to follow that checklist. So yeah. That's my rant. Yeah, no, for sure. Understand your protocols. Understand the things you're looking for. You know, And then a, a, another thing that always comes to mind with me is just like, what's the like kind of the baseline, the norm for where I'm at? You know, like... 
what's, I mean, if I'm at a concert with a client, like the norm is people screaming and running around and, you know, um, you know, but if we're back in one of the hallways that we're, you know, where there's not supposed to be anyone and I have somebody who's like not in the uniform or not wearing the badge or, you know, the biggest one is they just look like they're not supposed to be there. <laughs> Dude, they're like looking around and they're like trying to be cool. You know, and you're just like, yeah, you're not supposed yeah. to be here. <laughs> you know, like, no, that's good stuff, man. Have your, just have your checklist. I think, and I think a lot of us do it so much, like, cause we're always with clients and we're always rolling with clients and stuff that it may not always be conscious and cognitive, you know, there's something to be said for like really becoming more deliberate about what you're doing, yeah. you know, you're never going to be able to maintain full consciousness all the time. You're yeah. not going to be like, all right, step one. So you, yeah. you, it's just the nature of the it. ability to keep attention in your brain, you know, yeah. there's, there's a biological component, but if you're deliberate, you wake up every day and go, I'm going to try to stick to the schedule, yeah. follow my procedures, you mm-hmm. know, you do those procedures. Remember the record where they tell you to teach or when they tell you to search someone, yeah. search a car, By the, the exact same man. way every time. Yeah, you know, 100%. It, there's a reason. So you remember and you don't skip a step. You don't go mm-hmm. out and search a car, you know, same thing when you're, when you're, when you're doing your procedures during the day or walking with your client or walking the diamond, yeah. checking the venue, try to put a procedure to it uh-huh. and follow that procedure. You okay. Be as conscious as you can about it. Yeah. You know, you're going to lose that, but yeah. just always trying to reattack that consciousness. And, really yeah, I think there's something to be said for just putting the, the, the flashlight of your mind on, hey, I'm going to really start paying attention to what everyone around us is doing. Can you talk a little bit about something that I found really interesting is like kind of paying attention to what people's limbic system is doing around you, like self-soothing behavior, you know, like what does that really look like? If I'm talking to someone and, you know, and, and, you know, it's not always like a threat, like a weapon threat. Sometimes they just want to like try and get a signature or they want to bug your client when your client doesn't want to be bugged. Well, if you're doing executive protection and your client gets bugged when they don't want to be bugged, that could be the last day you're working. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's a threat to you. <laughs> like, uh, and so being able to read these things, like, uh, what would you say about that, man? Just reading. Yeah. And that's what I was alluding to before when I talked about really having to leave combat hunter and change yeah. because, you know, it's like, you know, what I was teaching, you know, they're fairly kinetic, you know, yeah. for bombs and AKs and all that stuff. It's like, now what, exactly what you just said, it's like, mm-hmm. not, yeah, I'm looking out for that physical threat, but another threat to you might be a client interaction. Yeah, that's negative. Tempo. You know, I remember um, one EP guy was telling me, depending on whose client is, yeah. he'll send out different resumes. Mm-hmm. So it could be you, Byron. Yeah. And one person, like, he knows they're hardcore. Like, so he's got like you a know, combat action, mama. Yeah, meat eater. Yeah, like, meat eater. They're the same one. They got the same guy. Yeah. So, and there's a corporate one where he's like, yeah, and you know, fuck Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah vegetarian so, one, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, definitely, well, exactly. So, sometimes it's not a physical, the anomalies are a physical threat. Sometimes yeah. it's more information that can still help you. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with password behavior. Password behavior is. Think of it like nervous energy. You're trying to bleed yeah. off your body. Okay, there's a, some type of fear threat in your head, in your limbic system, and your, your fear center is processing some type of fear threat, um, and it's it, it's being manifested physically. So, what am I talking about? Rubbing the back of the neck, um, clenching of the face, clenching of the hair, pinching the bridge of the nose, um, over here doing this number. Um, 
self-touch, you can't really see it, but if you've ever seen somebody kind of... <laughs> giving themselves a hug. Yeah, giving themselves a hug. Yeah. Too. All pacifying behaviors, anything can be a pacifying behavior. But if you see that, again, I'm not saying run over there and Goldberg that person, but there is some type of fear or threat there. There's somebody's amping up, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it could be they had a bad day. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, tripped and hurt their foot or sick, whatever it is. Or it could be they might be uh, looking to do something nefarious towards you or your clientele. Yeah. So, for example... Um, getting a signature. I know that's a big one. Some people do it, some people don't. Some yeah. people, it changes. Uh, so looking at an individual, maybe you got your eye on who you see a passion member, they might be amping themselves up to just make that interaction. It's not a threat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a threat. They're not trying to hurt anybody. Uh, and you should treat it like a threat, but you still need to handle it. Detect it. Yeah. it. Stay left to that yeah. bang, man. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, see that. Uh, his name was Heinrich. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in here somewhere. Yeah, he's in here. I'll completely steal your story, but he had a great um, thing he would do when he was working EP that he would said he would spot the person. Yeah. And he would spot the um, the light bulb going off. So they would look they at would look at, Yes, this is so... Yeah. The, eye, the eyes would flash. And they're trying to figure out who it is. Yeah. And they're like, what? And you see the eye flash, yeah. they're getting all excited. Yeah. And he and he said his tactical, he would try to set himself up in their vision, their line of vision. Yep. So as they're just that light bulb's going And they're about to make a move. They look at him and he's already nodding his head at him. And they're, they're, they're kind of, oh, and they lost. Snaps him right out of it. That's true. That's good stuff, Heinrich. That's yeah. solid game, man. Yeah. Simple thing like that. Yeah. You were rude. Yeah. Uh, you, you didn't even have an interaction with them. Yeah. Presence yeah. quickly. Yeah. You can establish your presence by being a big guy, yeah. uh, being, you know, swole out muscle dude. You but can. There's other ways to establish it. Little yeah. hacks like that. Yeah. My, uh, Eye contact so huge. Because yeah. I'm not that big of a dude. I'm like 240, like 5'10, 5'11 if I put my church shoes on. <laughs> you know, I'm like always the smallest dude on the detail, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh, nah, that's the game for me, man. It's the presence. Presence, I believe, comes from like a sense of really confidence, yeah. uh, confidence and focus, and, and and being able to just know what you can do, and you know 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 why you're there. You know, it's I feel like it's like an energy, you yeah. know, that you that you kind of some people carry and some people don't. Some people develop it as they become more comfortable, really, as they become more and more confident in their role and what they're doing. You know, I have had a client be like, "Look, sometimes some guys have it and some guys don't," and he would just interview guys, and if they didn't have any presence. They wouldn't get the job, yep. and it was like a make or break thing yep. for him. And uh, you know, so that 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 right there is big. And I think the more not soft combatants, but the more like socially like tools that are socially effective to help us do our job, kind of the better the better off all of us are. Because you know, being big is effective, and it has a lot of deterrence. But at the same time, it draws a lot of attention. Yeah. And so, like... Everybody knows someone. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I've walked in with big guys and everyone at that moment. Now, if you have a face, you have a client that's unmistakable, and, yeah. like, then it comes with the territory, you know. But if you're trying to get up underneath that radar, you know, you have to be able to... And, and I think it's really important that we all just use the tools we're dealt, you know. Like, I used to want to be one of those really big dudes for a while, you know, but... I had to use my, my shell, you know, and learn, learn to use the tools that I was dealt in the game. You know, smaller guys, like, uh, you know, now it's becoming more and more popular for guys that are not as, uh, you know, 
big and aggressive, the gray man kind of security guy is like in vogue right now. And I love it. You know, it's, it's a smart security, man. Like you have less, anytime I was with some, a group or a client where I could stay underneath the radar, there are far less, uh, instances and incidents because we were just like, no one really knew who we were, you know? And there's a lot to be said for that. But I guess my point is, you know, no matter what you're at, what side of the fence you are, if you're on the big guy side of the fence or the small guy side of the fence, play the cards you're dealt, play those as play those well. Um, I think the most, but I think the most sophisticated tool set is the set of tools that you can use that puts you in a position where you don't even have to lift a finger. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, you don't even have to lift a finger. A guy I, uh, uh, work, did a couple of things on. He works for a major company that yeah. provides EP. Uh, I won't say their name, but he trains hundreds of, uh, of EP guys a year. Yeah. And he, he told me, well, the first thing I tell people, you know, when they come to me is, I'm going to take something away and I'm going to give something to you. Awesome. And uh, he's going to take away the bead mugging face. Yeah, man, that's not it anymore. And he goes, that's gone. Yeah. While you're on the clock, you can't have that face on. Awesome. By the way, I'm going to replace it with a smile. Yes. You know? quiet storm yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah trust yeah. me I'm real good at that side yeah but being savvy enough to what you said dip it in the bud have a cut it's verbal juice it's yeah that's you know, 100% how do, you, how do you talk a guy into a handcuff instead yeah. of duking it out with him getting you know cops don't want to fight yeah who wants to fight once you get in a fight get scuffed up yeah so I'd rather talk him into the mm-hmm. situation so I, I get to the same thing you know different context of saying yeah how, how do I talk him Absolutely. With less kind of, you know, you're not the police, you're just another civilian, you know? So you're ultra kind of like, you really have to do the dance right because, you know, you have no authority. There's no high ground. That, that's the same guy. He is exactly what you said. I love the AP world. I've never, I mean, I've done some security gigs before. Yeah. I was on security detail in Iraq, but uh, I was a different beast. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. answer everything with blend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the same guy, it told me, it said, EP is such a weird animal. Yeah. It's a different animal. It's this weird gray area, man. You have to, you know, be hardcore and put on the face and do the presence, but you got to be the customer service side of it. Yeah. And he told me a real interesting story about A-level celebrity, and they're in India. Uh-huh. And have you ever been to India? Yes, I have. The tuk-tuks. Yep. Tuk-tuks everywhere. Yeah, yeah. In between everything, yeah, on top of everything. And, and, and no one listens to you. Yeah. No one listens to you. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, like, the mortality rate on those things is like 70%. I can only imagine. Yeah. And you had a client who had a driver and vehicle. And they, they, you know, they're like, oh, I want to I take a tuk-tuk back. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy, the, this A-list celebrity, yeah. can't be into the upper position kind of guy, yeah. the new guy, he couldn't just be like, yeah, we're not doing that. You know, he just, it wasn't an option. How do you say no to your client? Yeah. That's a whole podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he had to like, explain to me how he had to pretty much do verbal judo. Judo, yeah. If, if you don't, if you want to talk talk, the driver is going to send him home, he's not going to get paid, they're going to think it's an insult, yeah. he'll lose his job, you know, yeah. and, and then finally mm-hmm. they're like, oh, never mind, we'll just go home. Yeah. And I'm like, that's stuff you don't think about. That's the stuff you don't think about, and it's highly corrosive. It's just, you have to be able to really manage, I mean, you're trying to get your job done, but you have to manage the options, because at the end of the day, 
it's your fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your security. And I think a lot of people, you know, I hate the stigma that comes with it, with it, you know, being the security guy. But I, I think also there's a subconscious understanding for what security really is that a lot of people don't pay attention to. Because every time I'm in on a detail with a client, whatever it is, no matter how far, far the ball drops or whoever drops it, when it hits the ground, it's security's fault. Yeah. Because if you think about security, yeah. security is everything. Yeah. Like security is everything. It doesn't matter. No, it's it's your fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the, the you know the car seat didn't make it into the trunk. The you know who forgot my juices and berries for this trip? <laughs> for this trip, like it, you're gonna because you're gonna be standing next to your client when the news hits them and then it's like geez you know so you have to take into consideration all these different things and when it comes to saying no to your client you know and you're dealing with individuals who can pretty much have whatever they want when they want or they can hire someone who can get them what they want it's it's uh it's you're you're like that lion tamer in the circus kind of like yeah it's a dance yeah very respectful uh, it's a dance, man. It takes time and service with your client too to understand how to do it right, you know, and know what buttons to push and where to set things down, you know. I could just imagine, you know, being a hardcore motivator, yeah, combat tours, serving your country, and it's like they were the applesauce. Yep. Like, I'm not an applesauce kid. <laughs> I don't get applesauce. Right? <laughs> Did you just say to me? <laughs> it happens, bro. I've seen it, and the cognitive dissonance that results from this, oh. you know. And you're just sitting there, and I, I mean, I, I saw it, man. I, I, and you're, like, staring at yourself in your suit, and you're like, what am I doing, man? What am I doing? My buddy and my buddy and I served back in the day. He worked for one of these big firms. And yeah. he had that moment that you just said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still remember it because he said he was on the beach. He, he's in a, in a full suit yeah. with a body armor mm-hmm. on the beach yeah. with, a, with a trauma bag. Mm-hmm. Watching his client who just felt the whim to have a bon- a, a bonfire <laughs> yes. on the beach, and he's standing there at midnight in the suit holding a triangle. What, the what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> that is EP stuff. That is real EP right there. You know, everyone thinks it's so. It's so funny. That's real, man. Um, and that's the game. You know, it's that's that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. What would you say, you know, principally, if we were going to go into like principles of, uh, principles of like predicting people, mm-hmm. principles of pre-threat indicators and things like that, if you're going to give like EP, the uh, yeah. private security guys, some principles, what kind of principles do you do? Yeah. So I'm really bad at narrowing down lists. I okay. the cursive uh, of knowledge. Like once you know so much, you know, like um, you just start blasting like steps away and people are like, what the hell are you talking about? So I'm yeah. trying to be as basic as I can. Yeah, no worries, or, man. Or EP and help me out if I get a little weird yeah. on Facebook view, if I get a little uh, voodoo on you. <laughs> you know? I want all the voodoo, yeah. man. <laughs> you know, we'll, we can deconstruct it later, you know what I mean? So um, I'd say uh, the number one thing for, for the situation, and we'll say just for EP, is. Or security, or you know. security. It's this, this if, 90. Percent, ninety-five percent of my content has application all over the place. Back when I was at Combat Hunter, what I was teaching there was pretty specific to Combat Hunter. Again, so, shock troop. Shock troop. <laughs> like, I'm not telling people. I'm not cops with people. Yeah, that's a different one. But uh, a big one I really want to say is never explain away somebody's actions. Okay. Love it. This Love is, it. This has a physical form to it and also maybe a paperwork or resume form to it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening, so I'll mm-hmm. just do the physical side. So um, you see something. This is where people get into trouble. They fall into denial. Yeah. You don't even realize they're doing it. 
because you do it probably 10 or 15 times a day, yeah. is you see some type of behavior or an action by somebody and you see it happen and you might even consciously, excuse me, you might even consciously go, you know what, that was weird. I wonder why that person did that. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Where people get in trouble is the next statement in their head is probably, well, you know what, he's probably doing A, B, or C. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have just explained away that person's action. Yeah. It's not your job, it's not your position to do that. Okay, don't explain away someone's actions. Let them, if, if you're in the ability to do that or in a position to do it, let them explain their actions. Yeah, because you just don't know their intent. Just accept the fact yep. that you don't know their intent. Exactly. Yeah, and if you're a civilian, you might be a little bit more limited. You can't be doing like consensual contacts. Like, hey, let me talk to you. Let me see what, yeah. you know? and what was that about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, why'd you put the thing in the trash can yeah. just now? What, what, what yeah. were you doing? <laughs> and, and, and even, even from an EP side of it, even yeah. then, your position has, it only goes so far. Yeah. Stop, stop contact someone, have a conversation. Mm. But do you have, you know, arrest the powers? Can you no. get the, can you force them to leave the venue? Maybe, you know, mm. but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Even that goes so far. So, so don't explain away people's yeah. actions. And for us, like the second I, when I see something like that happen, I see anything I, I am information's going everywhere. Like, hey, keep an eye on dude in the red shirt. I don't know. Like, I literally last night, we're moving a client. And there's a guy standing next to the client with a Bluetooth. And he's standing just all the stuff you're talking about, bro. Like, try, standing all, like, close to the client. Like, sliming close. And, you know, you, like, kind of get between them. And, you know, me, I'm like, yeah, exactly. Go back to where you... And I'm, like, default. Like, oh, excuse me, sir. How you doing? Yeah. And he's just, like, staring at me. And he... Just like you were saying, bro, looks at me, doesn't say anything, and then like goes back to me, like tries to ignore me, but doesn't move. Then he's on his Bluetooth, and he's like, yeah, these guys, he's like kind of talking about us, and I'm like kind of like between him and the client, but like we're like this close, and he's just like pretending like he doesn't see me, like the lack of eye contact now, and then uh, we're getting ready to move. He's like, yeah, they're going out to the car now. I'm like... <laughs> so, yeah, you know, so we push guys out and like sweep the whole area and all that trash but like all those pre-thread indicators were that like cluster mm-hmm. of behavior you know if i would have tried to explain away you know what he's probably just talking to his friend he's excited because our clients you know around mm-hmm. and he's like really looking at our you know security posture it's probably interesting him giving the venue maybe he didn't expect to see it or blah blah, blah. you know all those different things and i feel like this is probably something uh that maybe civilians might struggle with a little more than guys that have seen trash go hard into the right before, you know, because like they kind of may struggle with the reality that things can just go get terrible, yeah. you know. Um, uh, but that's that's awesome, man. And just last night, you know, I, I had the opportunity to do that, so that's big, man. And I that's awesome, yeah. So that's one side of it is yeah. how to explain away someone's actions and uh, why I brought up paperwork or resumes. This is another component, especially for the EP world. Um, from what I've uh, done some work around is the estate planners and estate managers. So someone wants to come in and have a job with your client, Uh housekeeper, whatever it is, delivery service. What due diligence are you doing on these people? So we have all this due diligence we have with the people we meet in in the outside world where we can't really control the baseline or whatever, but what are you doing for those people coming in? And obviously I'm sure there's, you know, background checks and all that good stuff, but, um, this I got from a corporate insider threat thing. Okay. Someone puts in a resume or puts in a file <clears throat> or whatever, and you see something on there. Let's, you know, for example, weird travel patterns. Whatever okay. it is. 
throw it out there. We're yeah. kind of average. You see something that raises your ire, throw it on the table. You don't gotta be rude, but don't explain away their actions. Go ahead, yeah. hey, I see you travel to Kazakhstan for you know three weeks, you know, mm-hmm. you know last year, whatever. Yeah, so like what's We'll What's in Kazakhstan? Yeah. And like say the least amount possible. Like, exactly. like I'm giving you no stimulus as to what I think exactly. is acceptable or not acceptable. Yeah. Let him talk. Make your bed. Yep. <laughs> I, I learned this from an Israeli guy. I was mm-hmm. doing practice. Yeah. I had a woman in front of me. I'm questioning her. And it was insider, corporate insider threat scenario. And Awat from Chameleon Associates. Good okay. man. And did, did some time in IDF for one hour. And I'm questioning this woman. I'm being all hardcore with her. Yeah. And she was applying for a position with me. And I had to go through a resume and then question her about okay. it. And I go through a resume and I see a couple things, but and I go after <laughs> her and I'm like I'm like, you know, like movie style interrogator. I was a grunt, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There ain't gonna be no easy yeah, way for this to happen. You know, like doing the like knife hand in her chesty and yeah. chesty puller. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right. Exactly. And and she's like going, she's a great role player. She was fantastic because she's like She's going off on tangents. Okay. She's like, she goes, oh yeah, I can answer that. And she'd like just go off randomly rabbit holes, and I'd have to keep bringing her back, like, man, okay, I understand that, but I need to answer this question. Just really flitty. Mm-hmm. And finally, I'm kind of machine gunning stuff at her, and Abot steps in and he slaps me on the back, and he goes, you said, shut up. Yeah. Let her talk. Yeah. And I was like, huh? That's yeah. when the light bulb went on. And so you shut them out and just let them talk and build the narrative. Yeah. So same thing with with the paperwork with people you're letting into that security bubble. Mm-hmm. If there's something there, don't explain it away, let them explain it. Yeah. You gotta be rude. You yeah. Just put it on the table and go, look, hey, I think this is a little odd. Can, yeah. can you tell me the story, the background behind mm-hmm. it? Uh, like I think too, like I won't even if I think something's a little off. Like, I almost sound like I encourage it. I'm like, so, yeah, I noticed you were traveling over to the Middle East. Yeah. Like, yeah. what, you know, what, what's going on? Like, I, I love, I do actually really like that part of the world. Like, yeah. but, um, and, and, and kind of on what you were saying about the whole let them talk thing, I have had some painful experiences with some guys. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> where, that could go wrong eventually. Yeah, where I'm just like, we're trying to get information from someone and we're asking them questions or we're just talking and, you know, because the offense, it, kind of offensive side of security, you know, if you're working church security and you're trying to figure out what's going on, what happened, you know, you're at a venue and like, you know, you have like a 5150 and people are telling you, you know, things about what the person's doing or the person's talking to you about what they're understanding or orientation is like, oh, well, you know, my name's Jeff. And you're like, oh, okay, Jeff, you seem kind of, kind of normal. And like, you got a flute in your hand, you know, like, like what's the deal or whatever it is. Um, it does so much for you to like let them just talk and get as much as long as you're in a safe environment gather as much information for that good clear picture of their intent and like get more than a thin slice you know of them and don't be so bent on trying to like dictate your orders or re or enforce your yes. uh, your command like what you're there to do um, because the information is what is like fleeting and what is so precious in order to help you be most effective in the situation mm-hmm. like the information is what empowers you to make the right decision in the situation you yeah. know so I like <clears throat> that happened on numerous occasions where I've had someone with me or been working with somebody else and they're like da 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 and they're kind of like barking orders and I'm like no man I'm getting I'm getting everything right now and I'm gaining rapport because when you're listening you're gaining rapport in a lot of in a lot of instances even if like I had 
a guy talked to me the other day about you know a situation where uh, someone was trying to get to his client. They really wanted to talk to the client. They had a problem. They needed to take up with the client. The client was like. Uh, no, we're not doing this right now, you know, and then he interacted with the person and the person and this happens all the time Such so as a situation and the person's like I have to talk to your client, you know, and he told the person no, you know something that has worked for me on Like a ridiculous amount of occasions is I'll listen to him I'm like well and if I and especially since I don't have time I'm like well right now with everything that's going on, you know we can't accommodate that right now. But if you give me your information, we can set something up during the week. We can, and I, I can approach my client. We can find out if we can set something up during the week. And we can possibly make that happen. Don't overpromise something you can't deliver on. But don't resist them directly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, the ego battle now starts up. And, uh, you know, long story short, over the trajectory of that interaction and that night, turns out that the patron had a weapon on them, a concealed weapon on them that uh, they ended up bringing, like, you know, they brandished the weapon and everything else. And one guy was, one guy, one guy was really close within arm's distance telling the person, hey, you know, you're not going to do what you need to do and you need to calm down an arm's distance away from the person being able to strike him with, you know, a blade. It was an aggressive weapon. It was like brass knuckles with a blade on it. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, man. Um, and so, you know, things like that are, 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 they're out there and they can happen to you. And I mean, I, like, this isn't my specialty, but what I would say is never judge a book by its cover because yeah. that would have been one of those, no one would have seen it coming type of situations. Uh, and it kind of goes back into don't, don't think you know what you're dealing with. <laughs> Observational bias is yeah. huge. Yeah, and you know, people ask me, you know, well, I tell people, you know, everyone's been to a school where you thump your, you know, chest, I'm like, you're gonna listen to me because I'm bad at you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, I, you're not gonna listen to me because of that, you're gonna listen to me because I, I fall on my butt like a thousand times. Yeah. I've invented ways to screw this up. <laughs> so, yeah. trust me, you want to listen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that being combative, I, I tell cops this too, and it, it has to do with emotional intelligence. Yes. And, uh, I can always get a, I, cops crack up when I do this joke because it's a uh-huh. inside. Yeah. But uh, I will have, I'll, I'll ask have you, you have somebody just like in a position where you have an interaction with a, with a citizen, everything's going great, maybe like a cop got there, they were freaking out. You yeah. Know? And the cop did his thing, did the verbal judo. Got yeah, like the everything deep. Everything calmed down, good, good community police. De escalation. De escalation. They're about to shake hands and walk away. That guy, the tough guy. guy. Yes. Now he shows up, he's hiking his belt up, he's like, what's up, what's going on? You know? And then like five minutes later of that guy showing up, you're you're duking it out, fighting the person, Mason or Mason. They're like, I was gonna go home, but that guy. (laughs) Now I'm I'm drenched in Mason, my uniform's ripped, you know, and it's like, dude, come on, man, I have that. Yeah. People want to be combative. Yeah. You know, it's like what are you there to do? Exactly. And combat begets combat. Yeah. You know, and people are, I, I approach everyone like they have the power to kill me. I look at everyone like they have the power to kill me. Cause you just don't know what people are capable of. You don't have eyes on, on, on the back of your head. You don't always know what's going on, you know? So like, I don't know. I feel like there's like uh, just a reverence and a, res- and a respect for people that people deserve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause you really just don't know. And I, I think that that's wisdom when it comes to dealing with humans, man. But you mentioned a few things, uh, observational biased. Mm-hmm. Can you just break that term down uh, for the folks? Um, all right. So 
Yeah. I mean, we got the whiteboard. We can whiteboard it up if you want to get loose, man. Let's just, just turn it real quick. Yeah, man. We got it right here. It's a good view, too. You got it? Yeah, yeah man. I got you. So, obviously, when it comes to biases, we have our own biases. So, I try to tell people, you know, if you're making like the small I just did. I was coaching someone personally in it. And I said, hey, when you're making your observations and you're establishing baselines and you're, you're in a situation, don't, don't put your, try not to put your own biases in it. So instead of standing there like in this food court and a guy walks in and goes, oh, some creepy homeless dude just walked in. I'm going to watch him. It's like, ah, those are biases. Uh, an individual walked in, you know, you might have a bias that homeless people are dangerous. I'm not saying, you know, that'd be a wrong bias, but you're assuming you too much right there. Keep your observations based on what you can see. Um, and you'll be a lot easier. Uh, biases exist everywhere. Everyone has biases. You cannot stop them. It's a scientific fact. Yeah. So anybody that tells you different, uh, you know, doesn't. It's not true. Your biases. So just learn to manage them. But also, when it comes to biases, what we're looking for. So the EP side of the house, um, you might have, you know, uh, your incident right here. Here's Bane, like we talked about before. Okay. Like the Batman. Yeah, back okay. Here's you and your security detail. Okay. Uh, kind of moving towards that. This is kind of a time thing. So you're working closer to Bane. And here's your perpetrator moving this way on Bane. Okay. And all along the way, we have these three of the indicators uh, planning and, and whatnot for them to get to that Bane area. So when I say my bias is more uh, observing, sometimes. Uh, can people still hear me? Yeah. Um, sometimes we're just looking for bang, right? Uh, as an EP person, as a cop, the military, we're looking for the gun, the bomb, the, the immediate threat to my client, okay? Uh, and again, you got to do that. You have to make sure you're doing that. But what about all these other pre-vented indicators? Can we do kind of some, some observation over here, observation over here, observation over here, kind of see where I'm going with that? Yes, we want to make sure we prevent this and look out for this, but there are all these pre-event indicators um, where we can try to shift our bias from only looking for that kinetic event uh, back here, looking for these sometimes innocuous pre-event indicators. You might look at those pre-event indicators and go, there's no threat there. You're right, but that might information might lead you up the ladder. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do is instead of looking just for being, yeah, we've got to know where that's at, but can we walk back our planning, uh, our team tactics, whatever it is, uh, our MO of our criminal. So let's say... Um, the type of threats we're looking for. The type of threats we're looking for. Yeah, what's relative to your client? Yep. You know, what kind of things, like, have you gotten any re recent threats? Yep. You know, do you have any specific groups that don't like your client? What happened at this venue the last time we were here? Was yeah. there any previous incidents, you know? Yeah. Israelis are really good at this because they'll take that entire concept of, of the MO, the modus operandi. Yeah. So let's say you got a checkpoint, you know, in Israel. This is to get into Israel. Uh, these guys are, these uh, Israeli Border Patrol are trained in the MO of someone trying to cross this area. So mm -hmm. this is a border checkpoint. So ask yourself, why, what threats are we looking for here? Yeah. And what do they know about us? Like, yeah. They know we're stationary. They kind of know our protocols. Like, yep. Yep. Exactly. at what point in my search are they supposed, might they get frogged if they're looking for vulnerabilities? Exactly. You know. And once you can understand, the enemy side or the bad guy side of the MO, you can start putting things so easy. And you can focus your observations. These Border Patrol, these guys aren't looking for tanks or, or this, that, and the other thing. They have a very specific set of MO. Someone smuggling explosives, someone smuggling something, or bad paper, or bad identification. So they have a specific set of indicators they're looking for in this venue. 
Yeah. Okay, once they leave this venue, yeah, that, that context changes. Yeah. And right here for this venue, here's the MOI perpetrator. So just spitballing here, for example, yeah. MP, anybody with a water bottle in their hand, or a spray yeah. bottle, or anything of that nature. Yeah. Um, again, you could probably come up with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like, if I'm, if, if I'm looking for things, if I'm rolling with my client, I'm, I'm really paying attention to who's paying attention to me, their positioning, like I'm big on the proxemics, man. Like, where is these people positioning themselves? Who's paying attention to me? I'm looking at hands all the time, all the time. Yep. Um, and uh, those are kind of the main things that I'm paying, and just kind of the overall energy. Like Heinrich says, the light bulb going off, that's huge, yep. man. Cause it's like, you see, you see like they, like, they make your detail and they're like kind of looking at you guys and they're kind of like doing the whole like I'm not looking but I'm looking. Yeah, I'm sort of looking yeah. yeah, they're like trying to figure out which one's the client and stuff. Um, and I remember I, one time when I actually did get quite freaked out actually was we were in Beverly Hills and uh, I was rolling with a client and uh, I'm in front, my client's right behind me and this guy is wearing a suit and he looked kind of like, like we had certain cultures and individuals that have given threats to this client. Mm -hmm. And he was in one of those culture segments and he's walking directly at me, locks eyes with me. Mm -hmm. And we just have this intense exchange, like totally nonverbal, but he's like not getting off the line either way. And um, we just lock eyes and walk towards each other at the last minute, he just kind of goes around me. And I'm just like telling my buddies, I'm like, pick this guy up at my 12 o'clock, you know, and we're gonna just kind of shield him. But at the last minute, he like dipped around me. Yeah. It reminded me of Iraq. Like, was this guy, are these guys probing us? Because we're all probing you. knowing your baseline, like where we are. This is my. This is, we're always here. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like this is our. This is where we're always traveling. I'm totally paying attention to. You know, obviously we're paying attention to the bubble. Mm -hmm. You know, no one's getting into that inside that bubble if we can. The same mm -hmm. between our client and everything else. Yep. You know, and that yeah, it's kind of the types of things that we're looking for all the time as we're rolling, man. Uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, part of and what you were talking about, um, the other thing, so that's the first one is, is having that mindset, but also having, um, a, you know, calling a bad guy mindset, putting the bad guy hat on or, or red yeah. selling, military red sell. So, so we're being very proactive in our observations. We're looking for uh, a preventive indicators left of bang. We want to disrupt bang from happening. But also, I love injecting red cell, and I've, uh, I've done a lot of stuff with uh, not just EP people, but um, I can talk about it. Coachella. Yeah. Doing this with Coachella, huge, huge, 120,000 people, and we applied this kind of mindset, and we made a lot of good, good, um, good observations from it. Yeah. But put the hat on. Yeah. Right here, right now. How would I get at my client? Yeah. How would I squirt them in the face? How would I? Uh, how would I physically harm them? Whatever yeah. it is. How would I close that? Dish? Where are the vulnerabilities? Where are the vulnerabilities? And always kind of playing that game or having that status can really help you out because. Yeah. And when I go to different people, so for example, if I went train your team. Yeah. Like, as a consultant, you know. Yeah. People think of a consultant like, uh, oh, this guy's going to tell us what to do. It's like, I don't know your job. I've yeah. never done your job. Mm -hmm. I know your day-to-day. -day. I do know behavior awareness and profiling mm -hmm. and some things you can do. So what I would do is I would sit down with you guys and go, let's brainstorm. Let's red cell. How are some different ways we're going to do this? And come up. We'd actually go full-blown. Uh, and usually you use this for terrorist-type plots, but yeah. you actually sit there and plan is, out. Yeah. The whole thing. This is our new battlefield. This yep. is the stuff. Yep. 
and you plan it out, you make a word map or whatever it is, you can find a lot of vulnerabilities. Yeah. You know, I just did this with the LA Sheriff's a few months back, and I won't say where it is, but mm-hmm. there was a major location in Los Angeles yeah. where it was such a major location that they had a sub uh, uh, a, a sub police station there, so you have officers on the deck there. Yeah, just because it was that hot. Yeah, that high, and it, it's not a big, it's just a mini department. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, the main sheriff's dispatch. Yeah. Uh, had that area gridded out with sectors. So if they had to tell an outside cop how to get there, they'd tell him, hey, go to sector 10. And he would know what that meant. Okay. The substation yeah. at the facility mm-hmm. had, the, it, was, it, was a, it was a retail area. Yeah. They had it broken out by store. Okay. They didn't even know about the region. So they're speaking different languages they're speaking here. different languages. And, and you tell me. Yeah. People responding to an active shooter, you think that's going to cause a problem? Yeah, absolutely. Dispatching this officer here. And so just, and that didn't come from me. That yeah. came from the process of doing this. The process yeah. is fantastic. And they did it. And they were all kind of standing around going, holy crap, that's a problem. And this is a freaking hole for us. Yeah, and I'm going, hey, that, that's an issue, huh, bro? Like, yeah. yeah, that's a huge issue for us. So, Dude, that's um, huge. Red cell is huge. It's part of being left to bang. It's, yeah. It's the non-kinetic part or non-real-time part about being left to bang. So yeah. you're, you're playing this bad guy mindset before you even get on the, the facility, before mm-hmm. you're with the client. You can just sit there going, who am I going with? Where am I going? Who's going to be there? And you can already start wargaming these things yeah. before you ever get to the, uh, the venue. Really yeah. That's so good. And you're advanced. In your advance, guys, you, you drop in, you're setting up the whole entire venue pre-advance before you even get boots on the deck. You know, you're going over the, you're going over everything in your head. You're researching all your locations. You're doing your whole like satellite recon and you're looking for those vulnerabilities in your movements. And you know, which, which part of the venues, you know, at what venues that you're going to have those vulnerabilities. I'm always, I, I 100% man, like the mind of the enemy is like a place you want to frequently, frequently, frequently be. Um, cause I do this a lot too. And you, after you get there and you do your advance and you put your whole op together before that client ever lands, you want to think to yourself, where are my friction points? Where are my bottlenecks and where am I vulnerable? And you want to like, for me, like some guys are like ultra smart and they can just be like, yo, we're going to do this. This is the plan. We're just going to do it. Me. Yo. I mean, I got a couple of TBIs and things. <laughs> I got to like, you know, I got to, I got to walk it. Yeah. Write it down. Walk it. Um, walk it. I got to drive it. I got to go to the venue. I got to. And, and that helps me with a lot of this trash because then I'm getting a baseline. I'm understanding what the norms are. I'm understanding what people are doing at that time of day. I'm understanding who's kind of, who was there, you know, who's supposed to be there, who's not supposed to be there. Understanding what the uniforms and everything looks like. And I'm taking in all this data when I'm there. Uh, and so I can apply it meaningfully when I'm on the ground with my client. And it's just all those observational skills, man, that, that we're talking about. And I'm thinking, I'm th- like I was at a venue that was like a Coachella um, uh, a, a little bit a few weeks back and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like okay these guys don't seem to be too big on security uh, they have your square badge layer and I put this in my brief too but it just didn't seem like they had much more than the unarmed square badge layer you know what I mean and we're in a country where they didn't really believe in security too much too so it's kind of like you know now you really have to lean heavily on what's my evacuation plan going to be if there is an emergency since people shoot venues up and blow them up now. <laughs> like last year we had Vinny get... That's yeah, a thing, yeah, like hashtag, like new, I don't know what you want to call it, but like, yeah, and, you know, we're in Vegas shooting stuff up, so, um, you know, think about your evac plan, think about your kind of like 
I guess I call it non-conventional evac plan. You know, like you're trying to really go the way that everyone's going to go. You're going to go and ahead and compete with thousands of people trying to leave a venue. Is that yeah. going to do it? Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, right. Now me, you know, I'm looking at ways to get my client out of the VIP section yep. over that fence where my car is parked as quickly as possible, um, and having the gear with you to do it if you need to. You know, so. Um, Thinking from the mind of your enemy, I think that's something that I, no matter what you're doing, even if it's just, even if it's in your jujitsu game, like you, that's like foundational yeah. and that's good. That's good stuff. I, I would say good trash because Marine Corps, we call everything trash. <laughs> yeah. and trash that, is good. Trash is good. Yeah. Civilians always look at me and they're like, like, are we good? Like, it's not trash. I'm talking about, you know, my divorce. I'm like, no, nah, it's cool. It's like a thing. <laughs> So, any other principles that, that you're thinking of? I mean, there's so many. Uh, yeah. Come to my class, come to my training, get it after you. It's, <laughs> right. it's my problem. That's why I try to distill those down. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, I ha- have, that, have that bad guy mindset, you know, uh, and be naturally curious. You know, a good observer is naturally curious. Going back with never explaining away someone's behavior. Uh-huh. Also, don't just stop at face value. Um, let me give an example cover stories. Um, for example, usually people don't really think if someone's trying to be deceptive and trying to sneak into a venue or mm-hmm. get with you guys, they're going to come up with a cover story, cover story of, of um, uh, what they what their role is and what yeah. they're doing there. So cover cover for them and cover for action. Yeah. Actually, so my as a construction worker, my cover would be like, oh, I'm dressed up like a construction worker. My my action, my cover for action would be like, oh, I'm working on this pipe or whatever. Yeah. So a couple different things. Most people don't think very deep in those stories. And if you dig three layers deep, about three layers deep, usually those stories start to fall apart. Yeah. So for your question, if you that's awesome. So that, three layers, three, three layers. layers. That's three questions about, okay, oh, so you're a construction worker. Do uh, what the narrative what, what company? Yeah, exactly. Who, what, when, where, why? Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> and now they're like trying to yeah. think about what they're going to do. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, simple questioning techniques. And, and it's a great one. And, uh, and uh, airports use it. Some other security officials have. Uh, in Israel, they use the heck out of it. They jam you up. <laughs> they're, they're good. Where do you think I learned from? Yeah, yeah much respect. Yeah. I love these guys. Yeah, so they do, uh, do stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a good tactic. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Um, one of the things I was wondering, what, um, what do I have here? What do you think makes you really good at what you do? What do you think is like the best weapon or your best weapon personally what makes you really good at at what you do in terms of teaching and uh, instructing consulting mm-hmm. I, uh, um, oh now you gonna make me talk about myself That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm personable enough yeah. with people uh, I, I think I don't know I, I, I can communicate with people on a level playing field mm-hmm. so within a room and I, I get this all the time uh, is I you know, you gotta speak to your audience, right? Yeah. The military, that was easy. You know, uh, yeah. If I'm talking to cops, that's another thing. If I'm talking to EP, that's another thing. Yeah. But what happens when you have EP, military, cop, mom and pop, mm-hmm. and a kindergarten teacher, and a construction worker all in one room? And some church guys. Yeah. It's like, man, how do you gap that? How do you yeah. that gap? And, yeah. and so I don't know how to do it. 
yeah. whatever I'm doing seems to work. Yeah. People seem to like it. So um, my ability to communicate uh, is one thing. Uh, I'm a probably a mediocre person when it comes to situational awareness. Yeah. People ask me like, That's oh, interesting. subject matter expert. And it's like, yeah, yeah I, I know enough to get my butt kicked. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no. But when it comes to terms of, of yeah. imparting that knowledge on mm. people, that's where I think I shine. And that's where I try to keep my niche there. Is that's because, awesome to be able yeah. to admit that. And, 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 and honestly, man, people ask me like, oh, tell me a cool profiling story or, yeah. or a tracking story. My, by far, my, my best stories come from the people I teach. Yeah. You know, I got a couple cool guy stories, you know, yeah. there. but by far, you know, I'll have people come back at me and be like, hey man, ABC happened, you know, and sometimes it's small innocuous things like a guy in Hawaii, uh, it's not small. It's not not. Yeah. <laughs> it's the small thing that stops the big thing if it, if yeah. it happens, right? Yeah. And, and, and guy ended up, I teach tracking on the side for ground side awareness. And talk what? Yeah. You do? Yeah, Yo, we got to talk about this. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. Like yeah. urban stuff? Urban like, stuff, ooh, wee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was doing in that mall. I did a half and half, half day profiling, half day tracking. Awesome. So hybrid. Um, but he wouldn't learn from me. He goes to Hawaii and he's walking one day and he's on a hike. And uh, long story short, a lady lost her husband. He'd walked away. Yeah. Used the ground trying to wear us to track this guy over a okay. few kilometers. Oh, this is a legit track. Legit track, track like yeah. that. And uh, it starts raining. Long story short, he finds a guy where it slipped off. Wow. And went down a ravine and he got stuck. And the water he got stuck in. Um, under like a log or something. Long yeah. sure the, the water was up to his neck when he found him. Really? He was just getting bigger. Uh, he tracked him down and pulled him out. So for me... That's huge, bro. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, he didn't go track down a good line. He didn't no. go like, you know, do some crazy secret squirrel. He just found some old dude in Hawaii. Yeah. And I was so stoked. I was Man. Like, that is so cool, you know? Jeez, he's that guy's like guardian angel for the day. All the way up until where I've had, uh, when I was still doing combat hunter, where I had it in 3-7. Yeah. Uh, 3rd Battalion, 7th Marines. Right. COC actually called me from Afghanistan. We trained the crap out of them. They deployed. And um, they had a really, really cool story. Um, I don't want to get into it, but long story short. Heck yeah. They said, not me, they said, yeah. without the training that they received, they would have had a mass casualty. They would have had a whole squad either dead or dying. Um, because of the situation they got into, but we're able to slow down, you know, what I call tactical cunning. Okay. Slow down a little bit and go, okay, I can do all this stuff. I can do all this kinetic stuff. Yeah. Do I have to? Can right. I slow it down for a second? And you're not waiting for the bad guy to do something. You're no, just slowing yeah. down your position and going, wait a minute, take it all in. Then this, this young Marine did that and said, you know what, we're not going there, we're going there. And it, it was a courtyard, it was an abandoned courtyard. Oh, uh, yeah. That decision right there, because he based on some, some things he profiled. Yeah. So instead of going there, we're going there. Actually, got the fight with the lieutenant over. And Good so on they you. They deviated, they went to the other place, and they brought out combat engineers who wanted the whole thing. And they found 1490s in the inner court. In that inner courtyard. It, was, it did happen to guys over there. That the courtyard five, deal is a uh, dangerous the thing. The Marines got a really bad thing. They yeah. lost 12 dudes in yeah. one incident. Yeah, so that one. That's that was right when I was I was over there. Yeah. I think that happened, man. So that kind of one sends chills up there. Yeah, I know me too, man. He's in my my limbic system right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> moving me around a little bit, Don't man. Yeah, <laughs> get triggered, <laughs> right? No, that's awesome. Are there any? Uh, are there any like? 
small things that guys can take away, like that they can do in like uh, their everyday life to kind of build on situational awareness? Yeah, mental preparation. So not only understanding the observable indicators, so yeah. not only understanding coming by training, listening at all the different behavioral indicators. So that's stage Get the one. information. Get the in information. Brain you box, know? yeah. Yeah, most people don't know that they need this information until they get it. It's right. Common, it's, it's not rocket science, but it's not common knowledge. Yeah. But once someone tells you, it's like, oh, oh man, yeah. you right. never forget it. I've been doing this since I was little, but now I understand now more about what I'm doing yeah. and I can really leverage it. So there's that side of it, but the other side is taking what you learned and being mentally prepared. So that's another yeah. disconnect. And I, I, I even tell a story in my, in my training about how I got a gunfight, a pretty bad one. It was my third tour in Iraq. You thought it was over? Good, oh, okay. you know, it was a milk, it was a security detail. Yeah. So we call it the milk run. Okay. Nothing, you know? So the guards are down, guards we're going on the milk run, you know. We go to, you know, Burger King at El Sol. I almost beat a dude up at Burger King. <laughs> I, 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 uh, anyways, it's a long story short. I, someday. Yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, uh, get into a gunfight, and I wasn't mentally prepared. I had the file folders. I yeah. shot at it, and gunfights have been blown up. I, well, hell, it wasn't the invasion. That was just a free-for-all. Yeah. So, I had the the perceptual set. Yeah. I walked out the door Software. that day, like, whatever. Like, Running a different program. Yeah. <laughs> and I was got my ass shut up. For that situation, so it's not only knowing the knowledge and having the experiences you have. You can be, a, 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 you know, BAMF today in the, in the yeah. EP uh, industry, yeah. just been crushing it. You know, kind of like that saying, "Oh, that's cool. What have you done for me lately?" Yeah. You know, every day of waking up, what could I possibly get into today? What could yeah. possibly happen to my client? Yeah. You know, not only that, it's more of a wellness thing too. Mm-hmm. So not only all that stuff to do with work, but stress of the EP life or military or law enforcement. Yeah. Uh, you know, talk about being deliberate about getting up and driving in the car in the morning. Yeah. Know, being distracted, you know, being mindful of what you're doing, getting, you know, so often we run out of the house, you got the coffee, you're half dressing uh, right there, then, you know, you have an accident. Yeah. So there's another component of, of, of wellness. wellness. So mentally prepare for those kinetic events, but being deliberate, mentally preparing yourself for the day is going to help you be successful. Heck yeah. What you do. Yeah. And like, I've said a number of different times, man, like any of these jobs, like law enforcement, military, executive protection, even. And I got this from my buddy, Charles, who we'll have on here, too. Every time you leave the house, you write a blank check. Really, every time any one of us leaves it, every time your eyes wake up, open up, you're lucky. But like you're writing a blank check going to that job, you know, and approaching it that way I think brings you to a, a level of consciousness that makes that will make you more effective if you can step into that reality <clears throat> one of the reasons that I think I survived as long as I did on my first detail which was a pretty big intense detail was every single day I was like this is my last day this is my last day like I can get schwa- I get fired today like because guys were getting fired every single day and like I remember just, and, and I, since then I approach the game that way every single time I'm with my client, Hey, this could be my last day. I get fired. I could lose all this. Mm-hmm. And it brings me to a sense of really, it's like kind of what causes PTSD, this hyper awareness that comes from the threat of death or the threat of imminent attack all the time. Your brain, you know, yeah. structure changes to deal with this. But like for me, even now when I go to work a client, you know, I can make a mistake. I can humiliate myself and I could lose my client today tomorrow this could happen and then that off that mindset piece that's how I stay in the game yep. and that's how I stay sharp you know yep. 
That's good. Training, That's, mm-hmm. uh, doing the training, training realistically, yeah. believing in it, and but you know, married with mental preparation. No matter what you, no matter how innocuous you, yeah. you, you might think it, yeah, you know, that mental preparation. Awesome. No, that mental preparation is everything. It's what software you're running, and it's software. when you're running that software. You know what I mean? Like you said, you were running the wrong that's, program, yeah. wrong software that day. You know, that's, that's you great, had it. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. Uh, I'm working for another uh, pretty big company right now. Yeah, and they kind of say the same thing. They took my training and modified it a little bit for mm. the travel program. And one of the guys, I'm like, oh man, I'm stealing that. He yeah. talked about. The, uh, the background app running. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up. So you have all these skills as an EP person, military, whatever. Yeah. They have these, you know, some hard <clears throat> skills, uh, and, you know, and learn how to shoot, learn how to wrestle, whatever it is, verbal judo. Yeah. But then the software, and you might not employ all those tactics at any given moment. Right. You know? um, but the one app I want you to run into the background is your situational awareness and behavior profiling. Yeah. Understanding that. Always have that app running in the background, running it through that filter. Mm-hmm. So that's a concept they came up with. Yeah, that's good, man. Stealing that bad boy. Heck yeah. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Okay, so I mean that's 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 a pretty far that's a pretty wide breaststroke. Is there anything else you wanna contribute or touch on with regards to this stuff before we wrap it up? Mm, um, no, this is a a great Q and A. Uh, oh yeah, we got to see what the. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys got any questions out there? You guys got any questions out there that we can run through real Trust quick? Trust me, I'm going to be. You know, very soon I'll be charging a lot of money for this. Yeah, that's the I truth. For free. You know, I got to get get. I'm glad I know you. Yeah, new shout out plug, shameless plug. Where can we find you? Yeah, so. Um, I'm, I'm revamping the website, Instagram, you've probably been missing me, I get it, you know, but I've been revamping some things, so if you go to www.emergencedisrupt.com, I'm sure it'll probably be showing up, no, it's that's my website, you can receive uh, online training, and again, just keep a lookout on the website, I'm still revamping, but I'll just tell you this, uh, things I've been charging for, uh, and Previously, I'm going to be offering up for free. Okay, so freeze the key. Yeah, freeze the key. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of guys, and and it's for a reason. But it's I've been charging it uh, the first kind of the introductory part for first people. So I'll I'll put a blast out on my Instagram, and I'll shoot it to Byron too. But be on the lookout because I'm offering free resources. So get on my website, and I'll I'll be slowly adding. As soon as I deliver new product, I'll put it on there, deliver, kind of leaking it out as the year goes along. That's awesome. No, that's good stuff, man. I feel like in this game, I've seen a lot of tough guys, you know, and I feel like they're a dime a dozen, but the warrior that can think, you know, um, the warrior that understands the difference between strength and power, physical strength and actual power, you know, intellectual power, controlling the room, controlling all the human dynamics, controlling the situation, controlling where the battlefield's fought and saying all that Sun Tzu stuff, all of it, that's, that's power, you know, that's controlling the pieces on the board versus physical strength. I think those are the guys that really like last in this game. And I really feel like your brand and what you're doing is contributing heavily to, you know, helping people become more powerful, you know, helping people understand their battlefield, their battle space, how to be efficient, how to be effective in that battle space. And you know, I, I just want to commend you and, and honor you for that, man, uh, for I sure. Appreciate you bringing me on and giving the talk. And, 
You know, General Maddox said the, the most important six inches on the battlefield is right between your ears. That's, you know? <laughs> that's yeah. true, man. He, he gets it. Yeah, it's a little bit hardcore. I usually said for my military people, but yeah. you know, human beings are, are, are predators. You know, uh, yeah. not only are you a predator, but you're an apex predator. There's yeah. nothing higher on the food chain than you right now. So yeah. if you believe that or if you know that to be true, hey, let's start acting like one. Yeah. Not necessarily the bad predatory, really like a criminal predator, but head up, eyes up, always thinking, trying to get in the mind of your or your bad person, your, your your enemy, and always trying to outthink them in a smart way. Okay? Yeah. In, in a smart way, because those are the ones who last. Yeah, that's the truth. All right, good stuff. Hey, thanks for joining us, you guys. Uh, stand by for the podcast. It's going to be launching here around around Halloween, around my birthday. We're getting a bunch of awesome episodes compiled, and I'm excited, man. We got we got some good, 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 good practitioners of private security and industry professionals and people who have a lot to contribute, like my man here. Um, just to really, you know, the goal is to contribute to the industry and uh, to create. Uh, a higher quality security professional bring a lot of honor back to the industry you know what I mean because you're, you're putting your life on the line for folks out there and you know I want people to understand you know and, and really respect what we what we do the way we do so the way I, I know some of the guys do so um, you know it's this type of job like I say it's not a job private security is not just a job anything that you're doing that requires that could require a life I think also requires a lifestyle to be able to like to be able to do it man like to really be able to do it you know so that's where I'm at and uh, stand by for some shout outs to our sponsors the guys that you know make this possible and take care of us too as a podcast and also uh, we have a Patreon account now for the podcast you're an artist Patreon is an awesome resource that helps us make all this possible Um, I'm gonna give you guys the Check out our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. We're finishing it up, finishing the website up. All this stuff will be be up soon, but um, check out our Patreon account. It is the best way to support us uh, with the podcast once we get that stuff up. So until the next podcast, one mind, many weapons out. Boom. So we did it, man. How was that? That was awesome. Boom, and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month. $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. 
Boom, and no podcast would be complete without a word to my sponsors, the companies that believe in me and that give us the opportunity to get cool stuff at a discount. So, Rogue American Apparel, awesome American clothing. Check them out the second you see their gear, you'll know what I'm talking about. Sidekick mounts, all the cool videos you see me making with first-person shooter stuff, videos with cameras mounted on my weapon and all this other fun trash. Check them out. Primary weapon systems, simply the best rifles that are being made right now. It really is the evolution of, of, of it's the evolution of, of guns and the evolution of rifles. Check them out. They make the best rifles, hands down, because of their piston system. There's a science behind it. Check them out. Gray Man Suit Company, all the different, you know, we've all had the idea of like, man, why does executive protection, why are we doing these suits? We can't move. It's hot. It's terrible. They make suits for what we do with the stretch where you need it with the reinforcement in the suits where you need it where the pockets in the suits where you need it duke defense all the different accessories that you need to make your rifle manipulations and everything and also your pistol stuff faster duke defense check them out all these companies have given me a code use my name byron b-y-r-o-n for 10 percent off byron b-y-r-o-n at checkout online on their websites for 10 percent off Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing, Executive Protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Instagram and check us out at Executive Protection Lifestyle. Dot com. If you want to find me, that's ByronRogersMotivation.com. And I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.